Eagles Entertainment. Hey, Eagles fans, this is running back Miles Sanders. Sanders comes in, slot to the far side of the field. He is firing, and it is caught it into the end zone with a touchdown. Eagles score Miles Sanders, his first touchdown in the NFL. You're listening to the Eagles Insider Podcast with Dave Spadaro. Hello and welcome, Eagles, everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles insider Dave Spadaro here as we expand our podcast schedule for you. We'll have podcasts now, today, and then we'll have another one on Friday. And then we'll have another one as we get ready for the Eagles and the Seahawks. A big one at Lincoln Financial Field on Sunday. The Eagles really, not mathematical, but let's face it, this is as must win as it gets in November. Can't afford another NFC loss. And the Seahawks, a very good football team, will dig into them a bit later, but they're 8-2. They're coming off their bye week. They've got quarterback Russell Wilson, and we've seen him in the past. What a pain he is. 23 touchdown passes, just two interceptions. He has three touchdowns on the ground. He's been sacked 27 times, but it doesn't seem to bother him. He's just Maybe the best quarterback in the league right now, and that's saying something with the way some of these quarterbacks have played. So we'll hear from head coach Doug Peterson about Wilson in just a little while here. We're going to hear from Don Smolenski, Eagles president as well. The Eagles on Wednesday hosting the completion of a New Jersey State playoff game, okay? A high school football game interrupted by gunfire. We'll get into that in just a little bit. The Eagles doing something right once again in the community. NFL insider Adam Kaplan joins as well, giving his perspective on the 5-5 five and five Eagles. But let's go into the locker room to begin things. Linebacker Camus Grugier-Hill early in the week for the Eagles as far as preparation goes, but the Eagles well aware that their defensive priority is Russell Wilson, the slippery one. Do you mush rush him? Do you blitz him? What exactly do you do? Camus Grugier-Hill, one-on-one. Camus, look, the challenge this week is obviously Russell Wilson. So what do you do against a guy that runs away from everybody? Uh, I mean, that's the big question, you know, going throughout the league. Everyone's been trying to stop him, um, figure out ways to what you do, and I think the biggest thing, you just got to contain him. You know, he's dangerous outside of the pocket, and, um, I mean, if you stop him, then you stop the team. This defense has really made a lot of strides since everybody's come out. How do you feel about this group? Good, good. We were just all talking the other day how um, we all feel like we're just uh, clicking on the same you know, speed right now and we're all um, you know, heading in the right direction for sure. Camu, how do you overcome losses? What, how long does it take you to, for example, last Sunday when the Eagles lost to the Patriots? Yeah. How long did it take you? We usually have a 24-hour, 48-hour rule, 48 rule. So um, you, know, you have those one to two days to, to review on it look at it and then after that get up, get over it and move uh, move on this game obviously huge game nfc five and five eagles how do you view this how do you, is this a the latest in a string of must wins yeah i mean every every game to us is a must win you know um but you know this this game in particular is um the pinnacle of our season and um you know we got to go out there and hand, and handle our work your game against the Patriots, you looked really aggressive, three tackles for loss. How are you feeling physically? And how long did it take you to come back from that from that preseason injury? Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously starting to feel like myself again, um, feeling good, and, and I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm ready to, you know, uh, dominate this back half. And you've done your cardio work all week to get ready for 
the most mobile quarterback in the NFL? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to have to for sure get back and get in uh, more shape for that. Okay, now let's talk to the head coach, Doug Peterson. They've turned the page, this football team, from Sunday's loss to New England Patriots, but still it lingers in the minds of the fans for sure. A 17-10 defeat, very difficult as we transition from New England to Seattle, head coach Doug Peterson. Doug, uh, disappointing game on Sunday. I mean, obviously, I know you're feeling that coming back from the bye week. What are you taking away from that loss to New England? Yeah, it is disappointing, um, you know, to have a couple weeks to prepare. And then, and then, and it's really, I say disappointing because disappointing in the loss, but I'm also disappointed, you know, on the offensive side of the ball because we didn't execute as well as we uh, have, have shown in the, the previous uh, couple of weeks. I thought defensively, though, overall, I mean, played, played really announced. Probably played their best game of the year, uh, quite honestly, uh, outside of the one you know, trick play that scored the touchdown, you know, kind of basically keeping Tom Brady out of the end zone uh, for, for the game. So, um, you know, it, so it's, you know, but we just, just didn't put it all together. And, that, and I think that's the disappointing thing. You know, we had a couple of weeks there to prepare. And, um, but uh, you know what? We got another opportunity this week in Seattle. We'll come to work uh, and uh, get ready for them. I, I know we want to focus on Seattle. That is the next game. It's a big game on Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field. But uh, so basics. New England comes in, they give up a 95-yard touchdown drive. Something, did something change after that? Did they stack the box and take away the run? I mean, they, you know, they, they made a couple of adjustments, you know, to, to some of the run stuff. Um, and, and, and quite frankly, kind of shut that, shut that aspect of it down. So we kind of put, put the ball, you know, in, into, into throwing mode for us and put it into our quarterback's hands and into our receiver's hands. And, and, uh, and, and that's kind of where uh, we, and we, then, you know, we still had some success running the ball as the game went on. Um, but uh, we felt at that point too we could we could do some good, uh, you know, passing the football, and and that's where some of the detail things uh, really really didn't show up, you know, and and that's where we have to kind of go back and look at it. We got to make those corrections obviously this week, and uh, you know with another good defense coming in here on on Sunday, you know we've got to be prepared for that. We're going to see the same style of defense. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't defenses follow suit and try to take away the run game first? You know, I, I think so, I, and I think having you know, if Jordan Howard is is whether he's in the lineup or not, I think I think he's you know the key you know to the kingdom there in the run game. So yeah, why not why not load the box up and and, and you know uh, uh, put seven guys and, and really commit more resources to stopping the run, and it's what the Patriots did. Um, and and then and then we just uh, we just missed uh, in the passing game, which which we had guys there and we had opportunity, um, we just didn't capitalize on it. So layman's question, but schematically, do you? Do you change? Like, how much can you change things? If you're anticipating seven or eight in the box, how do you get it going? Well, outside? I mean, you, you don't change your game plan, but you can kind of, you know, make make subtle adjustments throughout the game and, and, and do different things. And and but yet for us, I mean, you know, we, we stuck we stuck with our game plan. We, we we you know, even at halftime, you know, we said, hey, we can still get back to this 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 and this in the run game, and then and then come up with uh, a number of passes that we had in the game plan. We had some explosive plays. Uh, but but again, I, you know, I think about you know Dallas had a big drop on on a deep cross and you know Jordan Matthews even though it was his first game back had an opportunity on a third down and and, and you know we had a sack fumble in there and and, and Carson you know they're getting hit and, and so I mean it's just some of that stuff that kind of reared its ugly head just a little bit that was probably earlier in the season kind of came back and and, and kind of haunted us in this game just a little bit. Not having Miles Sanders involved in the past game seemed to also 
impact the way you were able to move the football? Did New England, we talked about what they were going to take away. Did they try to take away Miles in they the did. game? They did. Yeah. I mean, they, they, uh, they put a safety on him. They put a nickel on him. They put that, that, that fifth or sixth DB on him, a linebacker. Uh, so they, they knew where he was at, um, and, and we expected that. You know, and, and for a young player, you know, uh, it can be somewhat overwhelming. To know that you know they're they're trying to take you away, but this is the NFL, and and you know uh, coaches get paid a lot of money to, to scheme up things, and and that's what they did on that side of the ball, and and uh, it was a good scheme, obviously, um, but th but that's where the teams that have had success against them, that's where you know your other guys, say your second tight end or your third or fourth receiver, those are the guys that need to step up and, and make plays. We just didn't get enough of that uh, in this football game. Well, let's be fair here. Not many people have had success against them. They are the number one ranked defense in the NFL. Carson Wentz, under a lot of scrutiny here. What are you seeing from him? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, just, just going back and watching the tape and watching him, um, you know, he would probably agree with me and, and say that wasn't his best, best performance. Um, you know, there were opportunities again in the passing game and, and you know, he's got to do a better job, obviously, of getting the ball out of his hand. We don't want him to take those those hits that he took. He did take some 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 hits, though, standing in the pocket, delivered the football, made some really good tough throws, which he's very capable of doing. Um, and, and, and so overall, you know, probably not his best, but something that he's he, he's the type of guy that this is really going to bother him. He's going to he's going to come in here. He's going to study the tape. He's going to look at the uh, things that went good, things that went bad. And he's going to fix them this week, and, and he'll be ready to go uh, this coming Sunday. Explain the, from a quarterback standpoint when you don't get the ball out of your hands when you want, when your coach wants you to. Is it because you're feeling like you can extend plays and you're waiting for the big separation to occur down the field? Some of it's that. You know, and the other thing is when you when you play teams that play man-to-man -man coverage like that, you're kind of waiting on your receiver to come open, and and sometimes they get. You know, maybe they get jammed at the line of scrimmage or they get knocked off their route. You know, something like that allows you to hang on to the ball a little bit longer than you want to. But that's where you have to kind of get through your progression, obviously, and, and find an alternative, you know, an outlet, uh, so to speak. And, and, you know, you get to a game, too, and you get to, and I, having played that position, you get to a spot where you, you feel like we got to make a play. Somebody has to step up and make a play, right? And, and so as a quarterback, you feel that and you want to make the play. And that's, and that's, that's, that's what we love about Carson because he makes so many great plays for us that sometimes it can get us in trouble. Can that beat a quarterback down, trying to be so – make big plays all the time? Yeah, because, you know, you, you don't I, – I tell the team all the time, don't go looking for the plays, right? When the plays come, you make them. So if the, if the, if the receiver's there, you make, them, you make the throw, you know, you make the catch, whatever it is. And you don't have to go searching for these plays. And, and, and so, you know – with that, you just kind of let the offense work for you, you know, and, and, and distribute the ball. I mean, the, the success we've had as an offense is when the ball gets spread around to, you know, six or seven different receivers, and, and uh, you know, it's not just one guy or two guys, you know. So um, that's just something we gotta, we got to work on this week. we got to get better at it and, uh, and get our young guys coached up. Not a football psychologist, so, but just it sounds like there's an element of pressing a little bit right like you just want if you can just make one or two big plays here and get this thing going and that's all the, the that's what you have to guard against though you know I mean yeah you want to make the big play but you're not going you can't go searching for that big play it's got to just you got to just let it naturally happen throughout the course of the game and that's what I mean I think when you hear that term let the let the game come to you uh, and from a quarterback standpoint, that's that's what you got to do. I mean, you, you watch Tom Brady, and he'll he'll throw it away, throw it away, throw it away, and then boom, there's there's the opportunity, there's the play, there's the big play, and and so for us, you know, 
And, and for Carson, that's what we're continuing to work with him on. And, and he's gotten so much better. And, and he's worked on that, and he's done a great job of that. Um, and, and yet you get in the game like it was on Sunday, and you do feel like you've got to make that big play, so you feel like you've got to press just a little bit, and that's what can get you in trouble. It was encouraging to see J.J. Ortega-Whiteside with two catches. One was wiped out by a penalty, and we've been waiting for that, maybe that boost of confidence. So it's going to be fun to kind of watch him this week. Maybe that gets him going a little bit. Yeah, I, I, you know, we hope so. I mean, he, he, he's talented. Obviously, he, he's, been, he's been working extremely hard in practice. This was a big opportunity for him. You know, even though it was limited still, uh, but but hopefully these next couple of weeks, you know, the more he gets a chance to play, you know, we get a chance to, to kind of see see what he's capable of doing and 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 what we saw on tape from college, you know, and that, and that can that can carry over to this this game, so uh, or to this level. Um, but uh, yeah, it's exciting to to see where he can go. Seattle, last time we saw them, big Monday night game, big Monday night win in San Francisco. That defensive line dominated. As you've studied them here early in the week, what are you seeing? Same big, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> big, yeah. They get after you. Big they? athletic uh, defensive defensive line. Of course, they they you know they, they got Clowney. They picked him up now, and and uh, he can he can wreck your party. You know, yeah. we know him from Houston last year and playing him playing him here. But uh, it's a good defense. You know, uh, uh, you know, and and uh, you know, so our, our work's cut out for us again on offense. And we got to be you know we got to be detailed. We got to be focused in, locked in, playing at home. So that's a great opportunity there. They got to travel. You know, out here, uh, even though they're coming off a bye, it's still a you know West Coast East Coast type of a thing. And then, you know, you look at him offensively, Russell's playing extremely well. He's having a, have a really good season. He, he's distributing the ball. He's moving around. Um, and, and so this is a solid football team coming in here. He plays the game unconventionally, does he? But it doesn't he? But he, he's just, I think he's just brilliant at the quarterback position. He's very smart. He's athletic. Um, he knows where his guys are going to be. He's not afraid to, you know, tuck the ball and run and, and, and get those tough yards. And, and then he's very good at sort of ad-libbing uh, in the game. And so he can, he can pull it down. He can escape the pocket. And, then, and that's where he kind of beats you. And, and, and so, you know, um, the defense has got to, you know, we've we we got to continue to play well. And, and, and I know they will. And uh, we've got to corral him, get him on the ground. And, uh, you know, Tyler Lockett's playing extremely well right now, too, for him. He's another one of those playmakers that we got to be aware of. Doug, final question. Uh, five and five, Seattle NFC team coming in. How would you describe the level of urgency for this week? Yeah, I mean, we're, you know, we're running out of, running out of games, obviously. And, and so our sense of urgency has got to pick up. And it's not a, not a, I wouldn't say it's a panic mode, but we just got to be all, we got, we got to be all on board here. And, and we still have a lot of good opportunities coming, coming down, our, down our way with six games to go. You know, this one's obviously the next one, most important, obviously, this Sunday. But, um, you know, even you look past, and you hate to look past, but you, you start looking at what you got coming, you know, uh, hopefully things can kind of turn and, and go our way, and, and we're right there at the end. Thanks, Coach. Yep. All right, Adam Kaplan has been around the league for a long, long time. He's got contacts in every NFL post. What does he think of the Philadelphia Eagles on the heels of the tough loss on Sunday night? Let's hear it. The National Perspective, Adam Kaplan. Adam Kaplan, NFL Insider, joins the Eagles Insider podcast. And Adam, you know, a couple days ago, we saw the Eagles and the New England Patriots. 10-0 lead. You're feeling really good about the approach that this Eagles offense is taking. And then it went just completely away. Now, in the big picture here, how does this offense get back on track? Well, Dave, when you mentioned how well they did in the beginning, I was a little bit surprised that they went up 10-0. And I was wondering, wondering kind of if they could capitalize on that. And then now you're talking about, well, how could they get better? Um, offensively, you have the talents you have to work with. Carson Wentz has got to get rid of the ball a little faster. 
I think he's still trying to get guys open, and he's holding on, hoping someone will break open. When you hold on to the ball a little bit too long, you're going to get hit, and he got hit. And sometimes it's not on the offensive line. Uh, Carson had some really good throws. Um, when, you only, when you only score 10 points, and you get up that early, early in the second quarter, you got a 10-point lead, you got to f- feel pretty good about yourself. But unfortunately, uh, the offense bogged down, and it was more of a scramble drill for the next three quarters. So uh, understand we're talking about Carson here, but is it Carson? Is it the receivers? Is it the game plan? Seattle's no joke. And then down the stretch, you know, you're looking at five games that against certainly less teams. But this for this offense to function, with basically what you're looking at is two really good tight ends, very good offensive line, good running game, although on Sunday, no Jordan Howard. We don't know when he's coming back. We don't know when Alshon Jeffries coming back. I mean, if you're Doug Peterson, how are you scheming this thing? Dave, there's a saying in the National Football League, you have what you have, and you're talking about scheme. You've got to kind of redesign it to what you have. I thought in that last game against the Patriots, I thought Dallas Goddard, who did score, by the way, would, would be used more. He didn't get the ball enough. Uh, whether he was not open enough or they didn't get him the ball, the, the bottom line is he was not as active as I thought he would be. This is a guy who's immensely talented. He's healthy, Dave. We remember he had the calf injury. He's healthy now. He's got to be a bigger part of their offense going forward. There's no question about it. Okay, so in that Patriots game, Dallas Goddard targeted six times, had three catches. I think he may have had three drops. Uh, he was, certainly was not effective, 30, 36 yards. Zach Ertz, nine catches, 94 yards. So this is a tight end centric. This is, if, if you were to describe this offense, a running game and a tight end centric passing game? It's so funny you say that because my podcast with Jeff Mosher – uh, called Inside the Birds, you said tight end centric. That was the title two weeks ago. I said this offense, Dave, must go, going forward here, must be tight end centric. That's what's going to carry them because those guys, Ertz and Goddard, get open, but it's the other guys. Now you want to talk about coaching. The coaches have, have to find a way to get those young receivers open, somehow scheme them open, and, and number 11, got to throw them the football, bottom line. Okay, let's evaluate, Carson. We're, what, uh, 10 games into the season, some good things. Some not so good things. Fourth quarter, fifty-two percent completion percentage. What are your What are your thoughts on Carson? I've said all season, if you compare him to twenty seventeen, when I had him as a nine and a half out of ten, he's a seven to seven and a half. I think your assessment is fair. I think he's good to very good most weeks, but he has not really put together the full game where you go, "Oh my goodness, this looks like an MVP." Now I've warned people he does not have to overdo it. Yes, he probably feels the pressure because. They don't have a lot of talent on offense right now that's getting open, that's making plays, and he probably feels the situation where he's got to get stuff done. And that's why I said earlier that he's holding the ball a little bit too long. But what he's got to do is take the plays, Dave, that are there. If you take the plays that are there, you're going to move the ball downfield a little bit better. That's what he's got to do a better job of. But he's not throwing with anticipation like he did in years past. Two years ago, when he looked like he was going to be the NFL's MVP before he suffered his injury— that ball is out, and they have to go get it. He's not doing that right now. But why? It's a good question, but I'm not him. Here's what I think. When you trust what you're looking at, when you trust your receivers and your tight ends, you're going to get rid of the football. You can't just wait till they break open. Throw them the ball. It's on them to get open. It's on them. You know what the route is. You call the play. You know what the route is. Trust them. Trust them to get open. Hey, there were a couple throws. Beautiful throw to Matt Collins. Not an easy catch. Got to make that catch. The Aguilar touchdown, or could have been a touchdown. Not an easy catch. Got to track it better. I mean, you, you can't put all everything on number eleven. Everyone's got to be better. Adam, 
where do the Eagles go from here? It's Seattle on Sunday here at Lincoln Financial Field. Game behind the Cowboys. Obviously, very little margin for error here down the stretch. So this Seattle game this week, when you look at what they're doing, their defense has not played particularly well this season, save their last game, which was incredible. Incredible win last Monday night, uh, which Jadevin Clowney had his coming out party. He was incredible. That was really his first good game. Uh, but they've given up a lot of big plays. They are very, very young on defense. There are going to be some plays that would be made if they protect. And we know the Eagles had some injuries, so they, they, they've got to get through that. But the fact of the matter is, Dave, if they protect Wentz, I think there'll be more plays. And, and let me tell you something, because I remember grading that Rams game when they played Seattle. You could you, The tight ends, Dave, could get open over the middle. They gave up a lot of room in the middle in that cover three. You know, I, I just, I'm looking at numbers here. I, and I, the Patriots game. Eagles, 21 carries, 81 yards. I just thought I expected so much more from the running game. And maybe that's not fair with Jordan Howard out, but, you know, that 95-yard drive to me was just the blueprint of what you do. You mix it up. You, can, you, you have third manageables. You don't kill yourself with penalties. The way it went away was staggering. Dave, I have no problem with the coaching staff here. Absolutely none. Uh, again, it's you have what you have. Now, Miles Sanders, Dave, missed a couple – Missed like a series and a half in the third quarter. I think that hurt them a little bit. Not having, as you said, Jordan Howard in the, in the game last week against the Patriots. I think that really, that really hurt them. You're absolutely right on that point about the run game. Because I love how the coaches mix it up. When they got that 10-point lead, as tough as it looked for them to move the football, they did it because the coaches called the right plays. And blocking, the protection was good. The blocking up front. Sanders had several nice runs. But I think overall in that game, their inability to execute in the second half was, was a real struggle. Can the defense carry this team down the stretch enough to get to the playoffs? They are now knock on wood. They're healthy. They're healthy enough right now. Their secondary played excellent football. Julian Edelman, look, he, he's a very good football player. Maybe a Hall of Famer someday. They did a res- very respectable job. Didn't give up very much otherwise. And they put so much pressure on Brady. Josh Sweat, Brandon Graham was incredible playing in that, in that game against New England. When they line him up against the guard, they played him inside. They did a very good job there. Uh, Vinny Curd had two beautiful hurries. The thing that they did is you make Brady move off their spot, but when you're playing Russell Wilson, it's almost like you have to play a mush rush because he escapes the pocket like, uh, like quite frankly, Dave, unlike any quarterback I've seen. Yeah, maybe Michael Vick, but it's amazing. You, you, if you had told anybody that you hold Tom Brady to 26 completions, 47 attempts, 216 yards, zero touchdowns, a passer rating of 67.3, and you lose the game. Nobody would have thought that. Hey, Dave, Jalen Mills, 31, very good. Avante Maddox was challenged by Julian Edelman. He held up fairly well. Ronald Darby, he's come very back very well uh, from his uh, earlier injury. They're, they're doing a good job. Safety play, very, very good. Uh, Nate Gary, other than a couple missed tackles, played very well. This is probably the best they've played collectively with discipline of all Against of all quarterbacks, Tom Brady, the best quarterback in NFL history. You got to give him credit, Dave. When you make make him move like that, you made him move off your spot. I don't care about the sacks; you made him move. Five and five, Adam. Just this season, you just wait for the Eagles to go on this run. It just hasn't happened yet. Well, Doug Peterson's history since the seventeen season has been like that. I, my prediction in the New England game was twenty to thirteen. I, I, I was pretty close. So. And I did not expect to win that game. The Seattle game is going to be a major challenge, but you'd said it a couple minutes ago. The schedule sets up very nicely. What I had said to on our podcast inside the birds, I said, hey, look, if they could go one-on-one in that little mini home stretch there against New England and Seattle, they're doing pretty well because that could set up week 16 here against Dallas. Adam Kaplan, NFL insider, also with 
the podcast Inside the Birds. Thanks so much. And Kaplan NFL on Twitter. Thank you very much, Dave. And now Don Smolensky, Eagles president, as the Eagles host a high school football game between Pleasantville and Camden, two high schools in New Jersey, their game interrupted by gunfire and one very serious injury as we await word on a 10-year-old boy injured by the bullets that flew last week in a game. The Eagles stepping up and hosting the final 17 minutes of that game at Lincoln Financial Field. Why are they doing it? Here's Don Smolensky. Don, the decision to allow Pleasantville High School, Camden High School to play at Lincoln Financial Field. Let's start with this. When you heard about the story, your thoughts? So it started on Saturday. I got an email from Brett Strosacker in our football media department. And um, it really was just making sure that I had seen the story and, and really a question of, hey, is there anything we can do here? And that really put the wheels in motion. And so I, I picked up the phone. I called Brett. And we had a conversation, and then we started to add people within the organization to the chain of communication. Tony Leonard, the field. Would the field be okay? Because we got a game. We're in between games here. So, um, it, But in all cases, the conversations were about finding the yes and centered around trying to do right for these the athletes from both these high schools. But why would the Eagles get involved? You know, the, the Eagles are... Uh, you know, the Eagles are a fabric of this community. Uh, and then I say this community, it's, it's Eagles community, which is not just a community that exists here in Philadelphia and South New Jersey. You know, Eagles fans are everywhere. And the Eagles community is also everywhere. And, you know, this is the football community. This is, you know, this is our, our hometown. This is, you know, uh, really just an extension of who we are and, you know, doing right in our community. That, that's, that's what we're about. You've been to high school football games. Your son played high school football. I mean, this is a, a frightening story. Innocent people. And then there's a 10-year-old a boy who's in critical condition. This is a frightening story to hear, right? I mean, your reaction had to be one of, as a parent, horror. You know, when I read the story, you know, it, yes, that, that, that trying to imagine what, how, what was like to be there uh, was difficult. And then I saw the video. And when I saw the video and I heard, the pops of the guns and I saw, you know, kids running, you could hear people crying and you could, you know, uh, you could hear, you could hear and see the fear. And, and that's, that's not what a high school football game should be. You know, football is a, a it's a unifier, right? The, our game is, it brings people together, right? We bring 70,000 people together every Sunday. And the, the, here were two communities together to watch their, their sons and their daughters participate in a high school football game. It should be a, a memory, a positive memory, a joyous moment, and not one where they're running for their lives. And so just to be clear, so fans understand, the 17 minutes remaining in the game, that will be played on Lincoln Financial Field. And then anybody concerned about conditions for Sunday Eagles in Seattle, as you said, Tony Leonard, no problems. No problems. You know, uh, Tony, Tony's had the growth blanket down since uh, Sunday night. He's going to take it off for those 17 minutes, which maybe elapses, total elapsed time is, is, is 60 minutes. He'll go put those blankets right back on, and the field will be in great shape, ready to go on Sunday against Seattle. Don, what kind of reaction have you had from the communities of Camden High School, Pleasantville High School? Um, you know, I, I actually have not yet had an opportunity to speak to the athletic directors and coaches and uh, the, the officials from the uh, New Jersey Athletic Association. I, I hope to do that on Wednesday. Um, but, you know, seeing how uh, seeing their remarks of, of support, um, you know, uh, the, the, I've had some emails from people. 
uh, that that have just been like you know thumbs up you know that's awesome and you know to be honest we've had two people internally who uh, have know people at at uh, one of the two high schools and have just expressed how proud and overwhelmed they are by the gesture and you know that that to me that's just uh, that's all you could ask for because it's just this is this is about uh, the community rallying to to do right and to do good and to show that you know the acts of violence and those who perpetrate them will not win. We thank you for joining us on this Eagles Insider Podcast. Insider Dave Spadaro with you. Thanks to Peter Kelly and Trevor Hayes for putting it all together. Thanks to you for joining. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Pass the word. Give us some feedback. Rate us. We want to hear from you as this Eagles Insider Podcast program expands. We want to make it great for you. Thanks for joining, everyone. We're back later in the week. Make sure you're with us. In the meantime... Have yourselves a great Eagles day, everyone, and fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-T-L-E-S.